0: Welcome to the What the Heal podcast, where we discuss what the healing journey really looks like unfiltered. We've got a trigger warning, guys. The following contains content relating to sexual assault, domestic violence, Consent, rape, some viewers might find some of these topics distressing. You are never alone. The National Domestic Violence Hotline Advocates are here for you 24-7, 365. Call 1-800-799-SAFE. I don't know what TTY means, but TTY, 1-800-787. That's for the impaired. Oh, okay. Perfect. (laughs) 1-800-787-3224. Text START to 877 and chat thehotline.org. Welcome to the What The Heal podcast where we discuss what the healing journey really looks like unfiltered.
1: I am Brittany. Izzy. Deshante. What up, guys? Yay. I feel like I don't want to be like high energy because today we have a tough subject Yes. Yes. The Yes, the sad, the sad cast.
0: The beat it cast. <laughs> Michael Jones. The finish him <laughs> cast. Whatever. I feel like that needs to be it. <laughs> finish him.
2: <laughs> Cause he's finished.
0: Yes. He is finished. What are what are the tips of the
2: day? Mm-hmm. For me, it's do not ignore the red flags. A lot of how I feel like people end up in abusive relationships, which is never the victim's fault, but by ignoring red flags. Because mm-hmm. you see a like the little sprinkles of what they are before you're full-fledged in it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say um, don't be embarrassed. It's okay. You you need to get help, and it's okay. People go through these things, and you need to talk about it, Mm -hmm. but it's okay. There are resources, and believe it or not, we are here to help you. They are here to help you. I don't have a tip of the day. Okay, well we can marinate on that. Okay. Take it away, Deshante. Dun,
2: dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um yeah, I think it all starts they they are charmers in the beginning for sure. Mm-hmm. And that even for me like with my ex-husband, he would take me everywhere, do everything, spend anything, like I thought I was the number one thing in his world, but it was it was it was like a slow progression. It wasn't a long time. It was, it was over the span of a year. I think we really dated before I moved in with him or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see the day to day of him. Even looking back, he would um, like smoke before he would see me or just be in a different mindset before he would see me. And then after living with him, I realized he was just seeing me during the times he was able to like control himself. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. He just, he really, just wooed me as a great person and that it was all fun and everything was what I wanted to do and my opinion mattered and blah, blah, blah. And I'd never really seen it. So it wasn't until I moved in that I really saw who he was. Mm -hmm. Because I remember, like, he had a roommate before I moved in with him and he was, like, the guy, one day, like, the guy was just gone. He had told me he was having problems with him, like, he wasn't paying his rent and all this and that. And the next thing you know, like... One day I went over there and like the guy was like just randomly gone and I was like, "You must have did something to him or like scared her or oh something for him to be gone like that." Like played it off, laughed right. whole time. Buddy probably got the fuck up out of Dodge because you're <laughs> insane. Like right. it and it was over like non-payment, but still like they worked together. It was it was just it was weird to see somebody have all their stuff there and then one day it's just
0: mm-hmm.
2: his ass. I, that should have been like red flag. You're crazy. So he for in my situation he did a lot of gaslighting yeah. in the beginning. Like it would be things that would pop up. No, you're crazy. No, that's not mm-hmm. that's not right. You're just making stuff you're up. You're just in your making head. it up in your head. Mm-hmm. I remember this Mexican girl had like reached out to me and was like, "Oh, he's been dating me for all this time and blah blah blah." And at this point, I think I was pregnant. Yeah, I think I was pregnant at this point. So I was just like, what's going on? Like, how could you do this? And like, tell me the truth. Cause like I was dating other people before I d- dealt with him. Like while I was dealing with him in the beginning when we weren't anything solidified. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, whatever. Like this girl, like forget about it. Like, but he was lying about it. still. just like, oh no, she's crazy. She's making it up. She's this and that. So she sent me the text message screenshots and I'm like, do people just make it up or right. can just randomly get right. your number? So at that point I still had my mind a little bit and he didn't show he was that crazy. But as time went on, like after that, it just got worse. I felt like for me, it started with verbal and then it just trickled down to so many other things. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember the first time he called me a bitch. I remember I went outside and I, called, like, my family friend and mentor at the time, and I was like, this man really just called me a bitch, and I've never heard him disrespect me, and she was like, well, you better run, because that's the first sign mm-hmm. that he's gonna start abusing you next, and I was like, like, no. Like, no, not, like, he can't. Not he's him. not gonna do it, right? He he Like, <laughs> he's not even like that. I think, and, and at this point, he, had guess, lighted me, or however you say it, so much that I really believe, like, no, like, I made him call me that. And then... Next thing you know, lip busted, eyes fucked up. He would like wave a gun at me while I'm like sitting on the freaking toilet. That's when it wasn't fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, you're like that's when I did not like it. <laughs> that's when I didn't like guns.
2: wave a gun at me while I'm sitting on the toilet. Like do all this crazy shit to me. Like I and I was pregnant, being abused. So it it, it was horrible. I remember one time he like went in. Slapped back at me or whatever, like rolled out of his sleep and slapped me because I had woke him up, and -hmm. that was like a no no for him. I had woke him up to ask him like, could I have gas money to go see uh, my friend? And then that's how fucked up it was. I was that tied to him, that financially abused. I had to ask him for gas money to go somewhere, so he had did that. And then I remember I drove. I don't even think he ended up giving me the money or whatever, but I had like some sort of money on one card left. And I ended up driving, like, two, three hours away because he had, like, busted my lip, knocked me down while I'm pregnant. Ugh. So did all that, and and I just left and went away for a couple days, and he, like, just made me come back. You're pregnant with my son. You're kidnapping him. You're this and that. I'm going to call these people. Like, you're not right. My My situation was pretty dark. He made me believe that I had... Mental health issues mm-hmm. because I had lost my mom, and my grandma on the same day, three years apart, three hours apart, and and he made and that didn't drive me crazy. And if you knew me, you know that that was my world. Especially Granny, like I love my mom to death, but like Granny was my baby. That was mm-hmm. my world. She lived with me since I was eighteen, so if I could lose them and I never lost my mind, how do I move in with you? And then I'm slowly losing my mind. So for me, I think he drugged me and he had me going to this uh, postpartum group. I, I, I had ended up going there because I started seeing things that weren't there. I would see spiders. That's where my thing with spiders comes from that. I don't like them. I would see spiders. I would see like this dead old lady sitting in the front living room. I would like, just hallucinate and i could not figure out why i was having panic attacks and i didn't understand why in in going back through it with like my therapist it wasn't it was environmental Mm -hmm. and i i really do to i'll take this with me all the way to the end of the earth but i believe that man was drugging me at the same time because it it wasn't right the the things that i would see it, it didn't make sense like and then he was always so willing, like, when I had my psychotic break. And I, I I, couldn't even go to work because I would have panic attacks before I went to work because I felt like white vans were following me or, or something was going on. And then I went to the group thing. I went to the emergency room or whatever, said I was, like, having all these symptoms. Then they had this program, and he's like, yeah, you should go to it. I'm going to take you every day. I'm going to do this. So even that phase of my life, that therapy was so fake because – I'm being abused at home and this man is taking me to therapy, bringing me all this food. Everybody thinks he's like such this great partner. Oh my God. We love, we love him. He was my emergency contact. My medical emergency contact had total like control over my meds. Mm -hmm. I felt like he would over push meds on me and all this stuff while I'm pregnant. And so, uh, I just didn't I I just couldn't believe it was happening to me and I remember one time I like he called it a psychotic break and called the police and the ambulance to come and get me and like I had told the lady in the hospital the social worker I had said I'm being abused at home like this man because he came up to the hospital he was crying and everything for him Mm. and telling him like oh she just she's going off the deep end like I caught her with a knife. I caught her with this. No, you didn't. He never did. Oh my god! What and is I'm, t- shit? I'm telling this lady, like it was a black lady at Gallup Hospital, mm-hmm. and I'm telling her, like this, it's something wrong. Like this man isn't who you guys think he is. Like if you keep me here, you're like fueling his thing. Mm-hmm. And and so she believed me, and they let me go that time. And then, it was around Thanksgiving of 2019 or something like that like he um was like in control of my meds I feel like he had pushed extra meds onto me and then um I was seeing white vans that day and I was I had such a mental breakdown I hit the back of a car or something that day too Mm -hmm. going to go get something for him and then he convinced me that I was just such a fuck up and I was just so embarrassing to be around that I couldn't go with him to Thanksgiving dinner or whatever So that, like, triggered me and I just felt so low. And I ended up attempting to commit suicide when I was pregnant with my son. And I don't really talk about that because that was such a dark space in my life. Because Mm -hmm. for you, damn, as a mother, to want to take your life while you're pregnant with another life, Mm -hmm. that's deep. But the abuse was so bad in that house Mm -hmm. that that's where it was for me. It was, I'd rather be dead then be like this because he would wait until um, my daughter would leave for the weekend to Mm -hmm. really like beat my ass or she would leave like to go be with her family. And then he would like knock me up. But otherwise, no. Mm -mm. So it it was, it came to the point where my daughter would leave. I would get scared for myself. Like I would even go downstairs when her auntie would pick her up and try to like linger and talk to them. Mm -hmm. But it, it that day it was it was so bad for me and i do, like put that together with like a medication change and then somebody who you feel like is pushing extra meds on you i feel like i lost my mind it would because i probably would have i don't know like from working in the medical field sometimes i feel like i probably would have died that day but it was something I heard my daughter's voice say, like, mommy, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me. I couldn't even, like, get to my phone. But I I did the, like, hey, Siri, call 911. And somehow I made it to the door to unlock it. And then I, oh, Oh,
0: shit. (laughs) Didn't mean
1: to do that. (laughs) Hey, at least you know
2: Siri is listening. (laughs) Well, that's how it happened. Siri listened to me that day, too. (laughs) So I just remember doing that and then, like getting to the couch and I fell out after that and ended up waking up in the hospital. That man never came to see me in the hospital, no nothing. It was, he wanted them to admit me or whatever. And I told them I'm not suicidal and I don't believe it's from this because when they pumped my stomach and then I woke up, it, I more so felt like I wanted to escape the abuse. I don't want to escape life. And I, I thank God. And I feel like that was a part of My story now to be able to tell somebody else, it's not, you want to escape the abuse. You don't want to escape your own life. Don't take your own life Mm -hmm. for what you're going through. So for me, it was, I wanted to die to get away from him because I was so entrapped in it. I thought that was my only way out of it. And so even to this day, I feel like he tries to play on that. Like, oh, she's mentally ill. She's this, she's that. I was so mentally ill. I wouldn't do all the things that I do or I wouldn't be able to maintain it or I wouldn't be able to maintain relationships or do this or that. Like, I never had a freaking bipolar diagnosis or a mental health diagnosis until him. So how is it everybody else around you is so-called crazy, but mm-hmm. you're saying that man is sick. That is the sickest individual I think I've ever come across. And for me, I had to realize I had to help and recover things within myself because I married like the ultimate abuser from being somebody who experienced childhood abuse and sexual trauma and all these things. I had took all the abusers throughout my lifetime and it was, and I married the major one Mm -hmm. because he not only like financially abused me and physically abused me and emotionally and mentally, it was like sexual too. Like it, it was a sickness. Like he would, he would do shit to me. Like, come home and if if i if i like i would tell him like you go out with your boys so much like you must be gay or whatever and then that night he came home and like raped me for the shit wasn't the first time but he would do shit like that like rape me or or check me when i would come inside from being out somewhere else to be like Mm -hmm. to see if he could smell another man on me like that's so weird and violating and disgusting like Go and very away. insecure. He was so insecure. I don't think I've ever met somebody more insecure than him ever in life. So I don't know. Like going through that whole situation and what was the tip of it. So many, so many domestic violence calls, so many mm-hmm. police reports, so many this, so many that. And then the the tip all for it was the fact that I finally had enough of him sexually abusing me when we moved into uh, the building, which I thought was going to be our new fresh start and our mm-hmm. you're going to get help and you're going to be okay and da-da-da. And for the first night we moved in was the first night I ever spent in a jail cell. That that was eye-opening. He knows what happened in that room. I didn't stab him because I felt like it. I have enough medical knowledge to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and I've made that very clear since day one. I stabbed him because he sexually assaulted me for what I felt like was the last fucking time. Mm-hmm. so to to replay that and to have to go through that and I think that's what made me end up taking a guilty plea I didn't I didn't know what I agreed to when I took that mm-hmm. I thought this will end the this will end all the court all the games because he played so many games manipulating the court mm-hmm. system and I thought this this will end that for me and I can move on with my life and have my career and have my babies and my family mm-hmm. taking that plea was like one of those things I look back and I have so much resentment with because mm-hmm. now I have a background. I didn't know what it felt like to have a background until now. And and even to carry a misdemeanor, I think I got charged with a class A misdemeanor, you might as well carry a fucking felony. You cannot rent anything. Mm-hmm. You cannot work anywhere. Mm-hmm. You cannot do shit. So f- for for me, I might as well have been stamped as a felon. But what's so fucked up and what I think a lot of people won't realize is it does not affect ownership of something. It won't stop me from having a business. It won't stop me from owning a home. It won't stop me from doing things of ownership. But if you come from a small mindset, Mm -hmm. you won't know that. So my life was able to continue on because I think grander. But for somebody else, that could have ruined their life. Like, I was, shut out. you might as well put me on suicide watch when I lost my damn job. Because Mm -hmm. that was my bread and butter. And I finally reached what I thought was a peak for me that I hadn't reached. Like I didn't need a degree to do that. I didn't need nothing to do that. I had did that off of manifesting and I thought I had stepped into a dream, but I feel like God had bigger and better plans for me. Right. But that night, that night changed my life. And I, and I say that and I think of it now as changed my life for the better, because if something that drastic didn't happen, I don't think I would have left because I was comfortable married. I had, had what I thought was money, but now being away from it, that shit ain't shit. Bill Gates could have beat my ass at this point. (laughs) But I I had what I thought was money and comfortability, and I wanted Mm -hmm. my son to have his father. So I I stayed. I stayed for my son. I never stayed for him because I was over him a long time ago. I stayed for my son, and and in turn, I hurt myself. So I I would never do that again. So I, I learned a lot from that. And to we both know what happened. You have to carry that around. You have to carry that karma around. The fact that you sit up there and you think it's okay to rape your wife. You think it's okay to say things to her like, you fucking rape victim. You deserve this, you this, you that. Yeah, I'm glad I fucking stabbed you. And I would do it again if you ever did me like that ever again in fucking life. Yeah, like, that's horrible. At that point, it wasn't like me versus him. It was seven-year-old me versus a fucking demon. Mm -hmm. So I had no choice for me to pick up a knife and do something like that with we had like maybe like five kids in the house. I had watched. He had a fucking baby on me. I was watching that baby. I had my niece. I had his daughter that day. I had my daughter like. I did not consider my babies when I did it for me to do something that drastic. You Mm -hmm. really fucking hurt me when I went to my fucking gynecologist. She asked me. She was like, who like raped you? Who did this to you? And this was after I got out of jail because in jail somebody told me if you want to get out of here by tomorrow you don't say that anything happened to you because you'll be in here longer because I guess you have to go through medical so I didn't say anything so on the fucking papers Mm -hmm. me being scared I've never been to jail a day of my fucking life I say like oh I'm fine like I'm okay And, and 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 never hit this man is calling the fucking jail to see if I'm okay after you don't fucking put me there Wow. Y'all don't see that as a fucking problem. And I hear them laughing about it in the fucking front. Like, well, he, he's the one that fucking put her here. He tried to have me charged as a fucking felon. The detective told me it didn't even meet the criteria. And I'm like, yeah, because I know what power I possess. Mm-hmm. I've always owned up to it. Yeah. I stabbed you because you sat there and you, you took from me the most precious thing that I, I, I fucking could give to you. You Keep taking from me and, and dehumanizing me. So, mm-hmm to me i don't i don't have i have regrets in the fact that i allowed somebody else to control my mind to be able to do that because that's not the first time that man's been stabbed behind abuse Mm -hmm. i'm just the first one he threw under the bus with it yeah so for me i feel like i'm 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 upset with myself that i allowed somebody else to enter my mind and make me react that way Mm -hmm. but what happened to me that night in my mind is justified and and I would never let somebody like disrespect me that much or hurt me in that type of way again. And I learned so much about myself from being in that. And now I see red flags from a million miles away. Mm -hmm. You can come to me with a red flag and be able to manipulate me or control me or have my mind like I've taken full ownership of myself and my mind again. That's so good. I have so, so
0: many questions <laughs> because that was, like, the best answer. And I'm really sorry that he did all of that to you. Um, but, oh, my God, my sister is calling me. She can – I can't believe someone's calling me. Anyways. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so in terms of, like, isolation, mm. that part, let's, let's go way back because <laughs> you, you said everything and I wanted to – You know, I wanted you to get your whole, all of that out, but we got to, we got to break it down because it was a lot.
2: Yeah. He isolated me for sure. Like I didn't have any, when you guys came for, I don't know if you were there for Simone's like second or third, third, I think it was birthday party or something. It was at the house. No, I don't think I I was there. I was only there for Friendsgiving. Even that, by then I was really getting fucked up in the house. So. It would be like stuff like that. He didn't even want me to have Friendsgiving. The day. I remember you telling us
0: that he didn't want you to have Friendsgiving. The day. And we wanted him to be there because no. it's Friendsgiving.
2: But he was like, no, right? When you guys left, that man came in the back door The at the same time that the last person closed the door. Like mm-hmm. he was that weird to sit around and be able to know when the last person left out to come back in. So I don't know if he heard what we talked about or any of that, but mm-hmm. it was like. After you guys left, he was like, just clean up this fuck shit. Like, he hated everybody and anybody. And I think he didn't want me around anybody that I could tell what yeah. was happening to me. Because then too. he wouldn't be able to manipulate you. Yeah. I remember I had a friend at the time and I stopped talking to her because I had told her because she was like, why don't you be more appreciative to him? Because he's taking care of you and a child that's not his. And I was like, you don't know what the fuck is happening to me in this house. And I'm telling her that. I wanted to punch her in the face for that. I'm telling her, like, you don't know what's happening. And she was like, it can't be that bad because you're pregnant. Do you think pregnancy was my fucking idea? No, it was his to trap me down. So I had. So
0: on top of keeping you away
2: from your friends, he was just. He looked like the all American guy. If you looked at it from the outside in, it was like you would think don't oh, no, that even people who know him would mm-hmm. be like oh my god you're so lucky to be married to him that's Although, literally like a narcissist you know yes. what i mean
1: like they literally hide it so well like they love bombing you in front of everybody else, but when nobody else is there, they fucking People literally the fuck do a 180. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they pick and they do all these things to you. And then they wait for you to do that react. one thing to react to it. Mm-hmm. To and boom, oh see, I knew she was crazy. Look at her. That's right. what's you know, going on like, with me now.
2: That's literally in like, the court that, system. I feel like that's look mm-hmm. what she's doing. The same thing her. that look happened to me
1: in my relationship, mm-hmm.
2: like with my ex. And, and I and I I'll I'll say this any day of the fucking week, I don't stand with a justice system, a court system or nothing. They're they're not shit. You what they're doing to me when in regards to my son, you guys aren't shit because you should see it for what it is. it's classic domestic violence. Yeah.
0: Izzy used- um sorry, Deshante. Mm-hmm. It's you just been you've been going, <laughs> but I know you. could go for days. I know you experienced this too. Sorry, I, I wanted to like
1: open up if you wanted to. Share I didn't just get like I feel like I, it wasn't as deep as you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But I feel like he, my ex has a lot of the characteristics that your ex had. You know, with like being manipulated, and, um, being a narcissist, like just the controlling part of it. Um, I met my ex when I was like very young and a lot of it I feel like I was looking for love in all the wrong places Mm because I never got that as a child I never felt loved yeah so the first time that somebody showed me love like he bought me my first phone like he would buy me all this stuff and he would like love bomb me Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: it was great in the beginning Um, I actually ended up getting pregnant at age 14 and we live with my parents and while we live with my parents, I feel like it, it never like he was in that, like he was still showing them, Oh, I'm this amazing guy. I do this. I go to school. I go to work, you know, I'm providing for your child. But then when we moved out is when everything started. And when I started seeing his true colors, Mm -hmm. when he would be controlling, like, who do I, what do I wear? Where do I go? Who do I talk to? Um, or even when we went out, he would get mad that people would come up to me and mm-hmm. talk to me. And that's just like, I've I've always been this person who attracts people and he didn't like hot. it because mm-hmm. he wanted to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like that. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So that's how like it would start. And it would start with like small fights. And then again with him calling me out of my name, he mm-hmm. would call me a bitch, a hoe. he would say that I was fat and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it escalated to the pushing, to the punching, to the hitting, um i just felt like it was in my childhood i experienced domestic violence but i saw my dad do that to my mom Mm -hmm. and my mom like she took it for a while and then she finally got the strength to leave and my dad completely changed like he was not like physically abusive he was still verbally abusive and jealous, but he was not, he was not physically abusive anymore. Mm-hmm. And to me, I kind of had that in the back of my head, and I was like, if I stay long enough or, like, if I he'll pretend change. to leave, he'll change. Like, he's going to have to change. My dad changed, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And he was the only person who I felt that loved me because he provided for me, because he did all of this for me, and he's like, you would have nothing without me. Yeah. Um, And then it started getting worse where he would actually – leave me bruises um because i would catch him cheating or like Mm. talking to girls and he was call me saying that i'm crazy you're making this all up and then all of a sudden it was my fault like why did i go searching for the stuff and i'm just making all this stuff like i would have girls reach out to me Mm -hmm. and tell me here are the messages and i would show him and he would still deny it and, like, at one point I felt like I was losing myself and I felt like, like, am I fucking going crazy? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, is is this really happening or is this not happening? Right. And then he started isolating me from my friends, from my family at one point. He didn't want me to talk to them because he knew what was best. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. my family didn't know what was best for me. They just didn't want to see me happy. And he was happy. Like, he was my happiness. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yet... I remember when Junior was small, he -hmm. would leave us at home with no food to go fuck girls or to go be with his friends. And then he would come home drunk and mad and like sexually abuse me. Mm -hmm. And for so long, I felt like I was stuck, Mm -hmm. you know, in that relationship. And I didn't know what to do. I felt like his words were His words were literally in my head, like, no one's going to want you. You're never going to get anywhere. You need me to survive. I'm all you have.
0: Mm -hmm. What was um, the moment where you felt like, you know, you had to get out? Like, I need to figure out how to financially provide for myself.
1: Um, When he choked me in front of my daughter, in front of Sabrina. Mm -hmm. And then Junior came into the room and saw it. And that to me was like, okay, like it kind of triggered back to me seeing my mom and dad and oh, I don't want to cry. I would like, I walked in on my dad hitting my mom Mm -hmm. multiple times and that just brought it back me walking. Like I was Sabrina looking Mm -hmm. at my parents, you know? And I was Mm -hmm. like, I always, when I was with, I was like, why doesn't my mom just leave? Like, why doesn't she just leave? Like Mm -hmm. we can freaking leave anytime we want. Mm -hmm. And that kind of gave me the strength to do it. And I even even told him about this. Like, I told him, I'm like, things need to change. You know, like, you need to get Mm -hmm. it together. Like, I'm not happy. I'm like, and this is not okay. And he said, I don't need to change. If you don't like it, you can leave. And that's when I knew that no matter how long I can stay in this relationship, this man was not going to change because, one, he was not healed. Mm -hmm. He had so much trauma with like growing up and everything and he always said like no it doesn't bother me i'm okay Mm. i'm okay it does nothing bothers me like Mm. no mm -mm, i'm better than that i'm strong and it's like you want to be this masculine person but it's not okay because you're hurting all these people and like still to this day he tries to manipulate me like when i left them and he found out about christian Mm -hmm. he would try to manipulate me with the kids and he's like well I'm not going to go pick them up because you just want to go be a hoe and want to go get fucked by your man. Yes, motherfucker, that's what I want to do for the one day a week that you're going to come pick up your kids Mm -hmm. because that's what you get to do for the other six fucking days. So why can I have some time? Mm -hmm. And to him, it was more like he was doing me a favor. Mm. right? And for like six months, I tried for my kids to have a relationship with him. Like I'm like, okay, can you come pick them up? When are you going to pick them up? They want to see you, this and that. And then I was like, Why? am I I trying this so hard and then when they would go over there he wouldn't even be with them Mm -hmm. they would be with his mom and he would be out partying or my daughter would be like my dad didn't come home until this time and it's like why am I putting so much effort for my kids to have a relationship with him when I'm taking that time out of my life when Mm -hmm. they could be with me you Mm -hmm. know and and not having to be with him and at that point I feel like I stopped trying and like now Belle doesn't even like going over there because I I don't think she sees him as a dad. She doesn't. She Kids She's told know. me she, many times, <laughs> Christian is
0: my dad. Yeah, like she wrote a Valentine's card and was like, look, Christian. this is for my dad. I made this. I asked my dad to, to be, be my, my Valentine. Valentine. Yes. And I was like, this is cute. Izzy literally said to me, um, do you know what poppy means? And she's like, yeah, yeah it's poppy. And she's like, no, it's. It's, uh, your dad? it's your
1: dad, and she's like, no, Christian's my dad. Yeah. Poppy is Poppy,
0: <laughs> and I was like, At, damn. At this
1: point, I think that she just like, because Poppy is like dad in Spanish, but now I just think that she thinks that his name is Poppy, <laughs> and she's like, no, Poppy's not my dad. Like, no, Christian's my dad. And, like, I don't think she realizes yeah. it because she, Christian has been in her life since she was two, and she's six now, so she's literally known Christian like majority, m- of, majority of, her of her life, life.
0: Yeah. and it speaks volumes that you know
1: she associates christian yeah as her it makes dad. me so happy like because i was scared of my kids growing up and mm-hmm. not having a father figure mm-hmm. like someone that they could look up to but then i was like do i want my kids looking up to this person that does this to me that no. that exactly. doesn't treat human beings with you know with respect no and like me finding christian and them just seeing us happy like i remember one day we were just dancing in the kitchen so we're just like what are you guys doing and I'm like we're dancing you don't want to dance come on and mm-hmm. she was like she's like your guys are weird <laughs> like this is normal i'm like this is a happy word this is happy. this is what you want to see you know yes. That's
2: what you strive for
0: so yeah. in terms of children were they abusing the kids
1: no no, no never i um i remember at one point he tried to hit Junior with the belt, and I was like, "Uh uh-uh. I'm like, that's not, we're not doing that. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like if it would have ever gotten to that point, I would have probably left a lot sooner. Yeah. You Mm -hmm.
2: know? Yeah, for me, no. I think, and I think that's why I stayed for so long, because it's hard when you have kids, like, to find somebody that you can let your guard down with and really be comfortable and vulnerable around your kids, and especially for somebody like me who experienced sexual trauma, and it was close to me as a kid. I never wanted my children in that position. So it was, I think that's why, too, it was a lot of back and forth with the And with he the was dads. a good dad. Like, he mm-hmm. was yeah. a good
1: dad. He was there for them, you know yeah. what I mean? And he did provide for them. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, that's exactly what my parents did for me, and I still needed that emotional security, you know? I want to feel safe, and I want my kids to
2: feel at the safe end of the day to feel
1: home. safe right. and to be able to come to me if they don't feel safe. But it's like, if they see that I'm in a relationship where I'm not safe, do you think they're going to want to talk to me about it?
2: No.
1: No. Or maybe they're going to be like, well, my mom stayed. So it's like I did, you know, like my mom stayed. My mom made my dad change. I can do it too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can change a person as much as you try, as much as you love them. Because I love that man. Like I, I really thought that that was going to be the person that I would spend the rest of my life with. Yeah. But then like you start taking advantage of people and not treating them how you want to be treated. And it's just, it's just horrible.
0: Yeah.
1: And I feel like I was checked out of that relationship, like, probably, like, a while before I actually left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I really, really tried. Like, I, I I, tried my best. I tried communicating with him. And then when he's like, no, like, I'm not going to change anymore. This is who I am. If yeah. you like it, say, that's when I was like, okay, like, bitch, get it. You, he's not going to change. And he's how not. did
0: you, like, talk to your kids about
1: this? Oh. I had a conversation with junior okay not i feel like sabrina was sabrina was like seven but she didn't she knew that i wasn't happy Mm -hmm. um i feel like i had a different conversation with both of them Mm -hmm. with junior he was older he understood and you know i told him i'm like i'm i'm not happy in this relationship Mm -hmm. i'm like i feel like your dad is not treating me with respect and junior agreed he junior saw it so he's like yeah he's mean to you he hits you that's not okay and i'm like and i'm putting myself first mm-hmm. i'm like and i'm gonna get out of here And we're gonna we're all gonna get out of here you know and it's gonna be hard you know i'm like and if you have questions if there's anything that, just talk to me about it you know and he understood because i felt like he was the older one with yeah. sabrina i just told her you know your dad's not nice to me and we're you know i don't like how that feels i'm not happy and we're going to be happier at, at Abuela's house. Mm-hmm. And Sabrina was all for it because my niece, my nieces live there. So she's like, yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so I feel like she didn't even care. You know, like for her, it was like, yeah, we're sleeping over our grandmas mm-hmm. forever. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, for me, my kids are really small. So uh, I think my three-year-old got the brunt of it. He doesn't really understand. He didn't understand that mommy and daddy weren't together anymore. And then for my daughter she was more so happy because my daughter knew like she would see me cry all the time mm-hmm. or every time he would leave I get on the phone and like talk to people about like what was going on and even though I could spell, they listened. she yeah she the kids listens know. and she I always say I feel like my daughter's years above her time so she she, she, <laughs> she, knew, she knew I was not happy I did not like him at all and she knew that because she would see the happiness I would experience with her dad and I feel like she would see that go away with him because like with me and like we never had a negative relationship until what we went through over the summer but she would see her parents even when we weren't together Mm -hmm. be able to do holidays together and birthdays and and enjoy each other as as people and she would see me be happy and laugh and dance and all that with her family. But with him, it was like, I was totally different. And I feel like too, I was, I was a good stay at home mom. And I was always, I always like took my kids places and did things with them, but it was more so to like escape from him than for them. So I don't know. My kids, my kids knew I wasn't happy. Yeah, Your kids. Kids, Yeah, for sure. They They for sure know. And they know when you're happy too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like now I'm more, I'm happier because I'm living in my own truth. Yeah, and and that allows my daughter to be in a safe space to be herself, and that allows my son to be in a safe space to be himself. And like,
0: I wanted to dive into one more topic. I'm so sorry, guys, <laughs> Ugh, but we we have to go there. Um, I just wanted to know the effects of you know being raped by somebody who is supposed to protect you. 'Cause that is one thing that also happened to me mm-hmm. and that was really, really hard. I didn't understand why no didn't mean no at that point. And I it was really even harder for me to break it down in therapy. So mm-hmm. and that only happened to me one time, mm-hmm. but it happened to you guys multiple times. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to know like when In that, like, when did you realize... Or actually, when did it happen? And, like, how did you feel the first time? And why did it continue?
2: That shit happened to me for, like, years. So, like, sex with him was never a fun experience. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say never, because obviously it had to be some fun incorporated in it. But it was it was always for his own pleasure, his own gain. So like, to me, the first time sexual, I'll call that when disrespect happened was when he had like busted my lip or whatever. And then I came back in and then he was like, oh, suck my dick or whatever. Mind you, my lip is swollen beyond belief. It's bleeding. It's all of that. And I just felt like forced to do it. It almost took me back to a time like when I was a child and I had to suck someone's dick or they were gonna let a dog bite me if I didn't. It weird. Okay. That's random. another podcast. That's, that's another, that another that's, podcast. That's, that's that's when you catch that on childhood trauma. Yeah. Um, so when that Oh, that's the next episode. Ooh. So when I noticed like these patterns happening and I'm with somebody, I it, it was weird to me, but I had experienced sexual trauma in a relationship before, like mm-hmm. as a teenager. With so this with.
0: was something that for you was normal. No, no, not,
2: not normal in a healthy relationship because okay. that was also a domestic violence situation. Okay, but l- like as an adult, it was it was just cringy to me because to me I'm supposed to be like the woman you love and you care about and you put all your focus and energy into and you're taking one of the most precious things and using it as a weapon as a tool. You don't want to have sex with me any other. Regular time when I'm ready and down for it, but if you could take it mm-hmm. or if you could, I come in and you can fucking check me when I get out of the gym, that, that brings strength to you. Like it was just. It so was, when you
0: say check, he would like inspect you. Yep.
2: Hold me down and fucking stick his fingers in me and fucking smell them to make sure I wasn't with another man or to make sure he didn't feel any fucking semen from another fucking man. Wow. Like, and and this was at the time where I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't out here doing whatever so it, it would boggle my fucking mind like he would literally like at the point where he would rip my fucking clothes off i don't give a fuck because i brought him he wow. was probably the
1: one doing that shit and he was having like his consciousness was fucking making him Leading think that out. you were doing it because yeah. he, he was, saw everything that he was doing and he's like wait this is matching way too much she's cheating on me right yep.
2: and he was doing it because when we had joined our bank accounts again i remember i told him something like damn how you got This hotel charge is this. This is how it always went for him. He would go fuck around and then want to come back when he realized them bitches ain't shit. All they want is money or if they just wanted whatever. Come around and play house with when he would see me elevate or do something on my own. Like, damn, how the fuck is she surviving with these kids without me? I don't need you. And that would bother him. Mm -hmm. I never did. And I think that's what boggles my mind is Mm -hmm. I let him make me believe that I needed him. Yeah, and I never. I feel like did. that's like a part of
0: the control. Mm-hmm. So for you, Izzy, like what was that experience
1: for me? I feel like it would always happen. When we would argue and then I'll be like crying, like to the point <sighs> where like, I'm like, I fucking hate you. I can't believe like I let myself. I let you do this to me. And then he would like, I feel like he would want to make himself more dominant than me Mm -hmm. and be like oh well I'm gonna give you something else to cry about." and then like it would like turn him on seeing me crying and seeing me in pain like I don't understand it like it was so crazy to me like it happened it didn't happen a lot of times but it did happen a handful of times Mm -hmm. and I would feel like kind of like nasty but like how can I let this man do this to me? Like, if I'm saying no, why is he not listening to me? Like, mm-hmm. it's not, like, a pleasure. And he's doing it. And then he comes, like, he's getting turned on. It. Yeah. Like, he gets turned on about it. It's just so weird. And even, like, having, like, trying to have sex after that, like, it, 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 it never, never yeah. the same. it never, yeah, it was never the same. Because it would always trigger that memory of mm-hmm. him doing that. and right. You wouldn't want to be touched. Right. You wouldn't want him to even look at you. Right. Exactly. Because you just feel so like, ugh. And then so you feel so gross. nasty with him too. Because, like, how can you do this to me? Right. When you're sitting here saying that you love me and you're doing all these things for my own good. Like, how is this for my own good?
0: To control. Yeah. Get in you and control yes. you. Yes. Ugh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, gosh, I think. I feel like, should we end there? Or maybe one more, a lighter one? Uh, a lighter
2: question. Um, I don't know. <laughs> the lighter question, I, I feel just like, like, would this, be like, Oh, this this well, us, actually, did you, would...
0: did you, either of you say how you, like, left that? Like, That's right, the um the, the, the portion side. of, like, when was enough, enough I for did, the I sexual said when, stuff?
1: I, oh, for the sexual stuff? I yeah. feel like it was just, for me, it was, like, when I got choked, and no,
0: um, f- so like, so before the choking, was mm-hmm. he still abusing you, like raping he, you? Like
1: I feel like he did it like four or five times, and it was all like spread out. Okay. So like the most recent time before he choked me was probably like. Three months before that that he did it but it's still like i feel like i don't know i was stupid i don't know what to tell you Brittany. <laughs> it's it's not stupid. <laughs> i wasn't That's awoken not. i had not woken up i was just trying I had to not see, believed like, in myself no i know yeah. what you're trying to say i feel like for me that wasn't like it it had a lot to do with you know my healing mm-hmm. or healing from it but to me the breaking point was like when I, my kid saw him choking me okay
0: i just want to see if it, they were different yeah so it was it the, the same moment for you? Cause I know you like stabbed him. Yeah. So that the stabbing for you was like, uh, you're not stab- touching
2: me again. Like I'm, I'm over this. When I'm it, se- it comes to the sexual realm, it was like, you weren't you put your motherfucking hands on me like that again. And that was, that was me standing up for myself. And I think in that moment, I, I really don't think people realize how deep uh, childhood sexual trauma runs. And I think in that moment it was really like the seven year old mm-hmm. stabbing all of the people who mistreated mm-hmm. her, in that standing up for herself And standing up for myself in that moment because the things he was saying to me while he was doing what he did was like take his fingers and he like. The way he did it, like, scraped the inside of me, like, completely the fuck out. I was bleeding while I was in jail. Not because I had my fucking period, but from what he did to me. Mm -hmm. Bleeding, like, profusely. Like, I'm asking these people for pads and I'm putting in my little jail wear or whatever. And so, it it, it, it fucked with me. Like, that shit really fucked with me. That shit stayed. I ended up developing an infection from that Mm -hmm. because he had fucking did that shit to me. So... It, it it's deep. That shit runs deep. When you sit there and you taunt somebody while you're doing it, you fucking rape victim. You fucking like that. You like that. You little fucking rape victim. I will never find myself in a position to hear those words from a man ever again. So I don't, I don't play with those things. And I think that's why I'm so protective over my children when it comes to their sexuality and mm-hmm. who they are and what they are and who they be around because you will not touch one of mine because I know how I am when it comes to that like, I would gladly go to jail for my kids if somebody ever sexually abused them mm-hmm. because that is especially in this world, dude. It's like crazy.
1: But, like, the other time, Sabrina was asking for her friend to sleep over, right? And I'm like, her family doesn't even know me, yeah. I'm like, you know, like, they don't know me, like, how are they gonna let her, this, her, you know, this child sleep there? Yeah, and then right. she's like, and then she's like, yeah, her mom said, yeah, but her little brother has to come too. So, she Hell was letting an 11 no. year old and a four year old. Come with a with me, who she's never met a day in her life, doesn't know me, doesn't know where I live, like. And I was telling Christian, I was like, who does that? Like, I don't even let never Sabrina sleep over. And I've ha- like, I know who she hangs out with. Like, yes, I let her go skating. Yes, I let her go to the dollar store, you know. But like, to sleep
2: over, like. You don't know who or what people have in their house. And I was what like, like "How are you there? so
1: trusting in this world that we live in?" Like, it's not I was the just same. shocked. I was shook because she didn't have my number. She didn't have my address. She had nothing, and she's letting her two children come with me. Mm-hmm. I guess you just give off like
0: trusting vibe, girl. Yeah. She's never <laughs> seen me. Like, no, shit. she like she, she shit. probably
1: was like
2: she wanted Fuck a break them from the here. kids. <laughs> <laughs> she, that's where i was going she wanted no, a break from the yes, fucking yes and kids. i understand
1: that but like come on like
2: that's weird spot. have some
1: type of co- communication with me you know to make sure your kids how, how can you go on a whole day without knowing if your kids are okay and then they never they never come home and then what, then Different what? You, D- gave me, you gave me 24 way. hours to fucking dip out of this country go to mexico like i'm long gone you're never seeing your kids again like it's crazy to me i'm just so protective I'm <laughs> so like, I'm did so you know, grow now.
0: up like that what um, did your parents act uh like not let you do sleepovers?
1: My I feel like I don't know. I don't remember asking for sleepovers. So I don't know. I feel like everybody Honestly, slept over my house. I, yeah, that's what I feel too. Like everybody was would always sleep at our house because our house was a cool house, I guess.
0: <laughs> I I was allowed to go to sleepovers. I feel like I had sleepovers
1: I went to sleepovers I, all the time. I, I had sleepovers I with like I, my family. My house. <laughs> um I went to like my slumber parties. I
2: don't remember being invited to the But I think we came up in a different time. I, I feel like it's not like it was. Like, we didn't have, yeah. well, we got TikTok and Instagram and all that. Yeah. We're scrolling on no damn tablets and phones and shit. We were really like playing, being kids, mm-hmm. having fun. Yeah, for sure. So, being outside. I don't think the times are the same. Like, valid you don't point. Know like, what, I don't have children. You don't so. know what these kids be watching. There's. are what their parents exposed them to
0: we gotta we gotta protect the babies yes Mm -hmm. um any any last thoughts guys because this was heavy yeah this was really heavy ended on a good note with the
2: higher questions like how has life been since leaving okay
0: yes you can ask questions (laughs) it's not just me oh my god
2: life has been amazing
1: since leaving i feel like i found myself i found my voice um I found my inner strength you know to get up and show up for myself and most importantly like no one's gonna get up for me no one's gonna work as hard as I have to work for myself like I'm my number one fan and that's who I'm doing it for and I feel like it has just opened so many doors to me like I have amazing relationships with like my friends with Christian like I'm at peace. Like I was never able to feel at peace at home because it was always like, oh, what mood is he going to be in today? What can I say? What can I not say? Because then he's going to be mad and the whole day is ruined. You mm-hmm. know? And I feel like everything has just been elevated. Everything has just been happiness and peace. I, I have not felt that pain that I felt living there mm-hmm. yet. And I feel like Sometimes when I drop Sabrina off and stuff, like just seeing the house or being there, like kind of like brings me back to that point, and I'm like, oh, like, oh, like I breathe and I'm like, oh my god! Like sometimes I don't think that I'm any like I feel like I haven't gone anywhere, but then when I look back at where I was then and where I am now, I feel like I have grown so much, mm-hmm. and I'm so much more at peace, and
0: I'm happy. I love that, Deshante.
2: Um, for me. Um, I, Thank don't you. <laughs> I think life is just so much better. Like, I'm I'm myself again. Not even myself. This is like a new version. Like vamped.
0: Yeah, you're you're 5. you are 0. your highest self. Yeah, mm-hmm. or higher self, I should say. Yeah.
2: Uh, now I just believe in myself. Can't no man knock me off my square whatsoever. You can't tell me who I am or what I can and cannot do. Um, I don't let men intimidate me or. I, from me, for me I realized he was intimidated by anything successful that I did mm-hmm. anything that I touch turns to platinum immediately like even for him like getting him that building and stuff so for me wh- when I know I detached from it was when I was like keep that shit I'll buy a whole fucking block and I got back in that mindset mm-hmm. of abundance and like got tapped back in with my power and what I possessed I just felt like I'm unstoppable now like you can't catch me i'm still going through the brink of it with the custody battle with my son mm-hmm. but i know that'll be over soon so I, I just stay motivated and focused through that like i'm building my babies an empire yes mm-hmm. like i love that a multi-million dollar empire and i i just say true to that I, I i'm not who i was mm-hmm. and i'll never be her again and I'm, I'm glad i learned this lesson young and while my children are young mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because there's some people That never learn. That never learn. Yeah, or they stay, or they're in their forties and their fifties and sixties and still being dragged. And it's it's like, uh, and it's a
0: different time now, I think, because back then you had to. It was frowned upon. People were like way more judgy, Mm -hmm. and now you, it's encouraged. People leave, really want you. Leave. Yeah, people really want you because to seek
1: help. I feel like broken family back then was yeah. like a bad thing. Like you couldn't be a broken family because that means that you fail and stuff you like that. Exactly. And now it's like being a broken family is like you got the courage to get, to up, get up and move and, leave, you know? and know your worth. Yeah. I know my
2: worth now, and I add tax. And I feel like now, go. like more hell women. yeah, Deshante, say it again. Say it again. Say it <laughs> I again. I know my worth, and I add tax That's everywhere I go. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't just I accept love that. whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. I love it. So I think that is the best place to end it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. We love you so much. And um, bye.
2: Bye. bye. bye.